We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. All right, guys, want to quickly talk to you about our guy, Patrick Carter over at Farmers Insurance. If you have to buy insurance, why not buy it from a locally owned agency who's also a KU alumni? Uh, let Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance put his vast experience to work for you. Patrick has been an agent in the Lawrence Casey Metro since 2003. Uh, Patrick has also been a proud supporter of KU Athletics since he purchased his first season tickets in 2003. Go to his website, kcfarmersagent.com, and click on Contact Me, and Patrick will help you make some smart decisions with your insurance. Uh, Patrick not only knows a thing or two about insurance, he knows a thing or two about our beloved Kansas Jayhawks. So call 913-248-8861 or visit kcfarmersagent.com today. Rock Chuck. They're going to go for the free, Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in for 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got Meyer. Touchdown. Touchdown. And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. What's good? We're back. Uh, we've got some hoops to talk about. AB, V-Turn, how are you gentlemen doing on this Sunday evening? I am living, excited to talk about the Jayhawks. Um, I'm like, I've been telling everyone, I'm way more excited about this team than I was before the Gonzaga game started. So, V-Turn, what, what did you get into this weekend? Because I'm not trying to be rude, but you don't look great right now. Um, I'll just what a ricochet it. shot from Ryan Hart. I drank a lot of alcohol. I played a shit ton of golf. I mean, I spent at least ten hours on a golf course in probably two days. Probably got in fifty-four-ish holes. Love it. 
Playing a lot better. Birdie golf. Shot a 62. Oh, yeah. Put him on the tour. No, I've I've not been getting any sleep, but yeah, golf. I mean, I hate leaving the golf course. It's the most it. addicting thing ever. I love, I love leaving it. My thing with golf is like, I, I'm, I'm always so excited to play, like when I book a tee time or make plans to go. And then like once four, like whole four comes around, I'm just out for the year. Like it's so horrible. <laughs> and I'm sure it's different if you're good. Ryan's laughing at me. But it's Bruce just like, you. it's just like, what's the point? And then I always, on 18, I always play well and it makes me want to go back out again. It's like a pattern where oh, like yeah. it sounds fun until I get there and then it sucks for like 75% of it. And I then like I want to go back immediately. I feel like it's way better after four holes, though, because the first few are usually a little rusty, you know? I'm better when I don't play much. It's like that and FIFA is the things that I, I'm just good at if I don't play. And then but, I like, first, like first hole for me is guaranteed double every time. <laughs> Thousand percent. No, I'm on, a, I'm on a streak of 74 rounds in a row doubling the first hole. Nothing better, nothing worse. <laughs> I just – I love that most people are like, eh, yeah, I like to play about 13, 14, 15 holes, and I'm good. AB's <laughs> like – I want to play four, and then I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You're a child. No, I mean, I still play, but it's just like it, it gets frustrating, and it's like, why did I pay money to fucking be out in 100-degree heat and hit balls onto the highway? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, B-turn, I apologize for the ricochet shot. You just – you didn't look – you don't look at your best right now, so I had didn't to – Didn't go to bed. I didn't go to bed. I think you look great, 6 a.m. the last two nights. Okay, well, you know – Speaking of things that look great, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are a freaking wagon. I mean, preseason number one, and they lived up to it. And uh, I guess I'll go to UAB. What was uh, – I mean, I think me and you both predicted double-digit losses. I can't remember, uh, B-Turn, what you said. but yeah, I think we all did. What, like, what, what, what was your main takeaway from that game? Disappointed, excited, meh, or just kind of like – Whatever, what can you do? It's Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah, the latter. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> when, even when it was close. And I know you guys, like, you guys were tweeting, like, you didn't come in expecting to win. Ryan, I remember you said something like, I didn't have high expectations. Now I'll be mad if we lose. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, like, we know, I mean, we kept it closer than I thought. And I, like, like Brayden said earlier, like, I'm more excited about them after watching that game, even though we pretty much lost in a fairly controlling fashion. Um, but they're just fucking good. They have so many options. Like there were like three different times where I looked at three different dudes on their team. Like that's the best player in the country. Literally. With Kispert and Timmy and their point guard that I can't remember his name. The freshman dude. How many times in the Bill Self era have we got beat by double digits? And like you said, like it felt like a close game. I I know we kept it to one point, but – or we had it. Or we had it tied. Maybe it was tied with like thirteen minutes left. Something like that. Yeah, we had the uh, we had the three on one break, and Jalen or uh, Bryce missed the or Ochai missed the breakaway layup, and then Bryce had a like chance to tip it back and missed it. Yeah. yeah. So like Bonnies. it felt it felt close, but they were genuinely winning by like seven to ten points the entire freaking game. I feel like like even when it felt close, they were just always playing better and always ahead like so what my, i was originally going to say is when in the bill self era have we ever lost by double digits and come away from it like eh, not that not that sad about that performance like no. that was crazy i can't think of any to be honest i mean yeah it was what t- tied with about 12 i don't remember the time mark but like 12 minutes left it was tied we had a chance to take the lead a couple times yeah 
Um, yeah, Timmy, Timmy Suggs and Kispert were twenty-eight of forty-three combined, seventy-two so points. Insane. Like we weren't giving up seventy-two to teams last year. It's sixty-four points in the paint. They said that was like the most against a Big Twelve team in like ten years. The most of the, I'm pretty sure the most of the Bill Self era or Bill Self it would have to be. Yeah, it was like the highest two-point percentage a team has ever uh, had against Bill Self. Like just. It was crazy how poorly we played defense, and I didn't. That agree. was what I was going to ask. Were you guys worried about the defense with that, or do you think it's just Gonzaga being a fucking wagon, like you said, and they're just going to do that regardless? Yeah, I think it's both for sure. I mean, it was because a lot of it really was uncontested layups. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I am like not that's why. Go ahead. I didn't feel I didn't feel feel very confident in winning, even when it was tied with like twelve to go, because I didn't think we'd get enough stops late. Like they scored. There was times where they'd score like eight possessions in a row, it felt like. Yeah. I'm not worried about the overall defense the entire year, but I am extremely worried about a man <laughs> that I I risked my foot for. Dave sure <laughs> I mean, he, he, is. Was, he was unplayable against Gonzaga. I mean, Timmy killing us. Timmy munched against Dave and I mean, I think we'll get to St. Joe where we kind of saw what Bill's plan might be moving forward when our big man defense gets that poorly. But, like, I guess I'll just – if we're going to – let's start negative and then we'll get positive. What – I mean, would we all agree that Dave was probably the most negative thing from that Gonzaga game? Absolutely. What else would would come close? Like, what would even be second? With expectations, I know you guys both thought it would be like if we were going to keep it close, we'd have to keep it low scoring. You guys said under, right? It was either a give, he'd either give up wide open layup or foul Timmy on that end. And then the other end, it was either a miss bunny or a travel or a turnover. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see he hasn't changed the style of play where if he touches it within 15 feet of the basket, it's going up. <laughs> He's <laughs> the greenest light. Any, like, this was, I was watching the game Thursday with Bryce and we were talking about how, like, Dave's going to play. Thomas Robinson defense. Like you remember in 2012 when T Rob, unless the game was yeah. on the line, like he wasn't going to risk a foul. He was not, and yeah. we were fine with it because he was scoring 20 and 12 a game. But Dave's going to have to play a lot better offensively if he's going to just play this poorly defensively. So I know I'm I feel like he's down yet. No, two games in, I think he'll be just fine. I just don't get how the game hasn't slowed down for him yet. <laughs> I will say, congratulations to luck. all of us. Uh, congrats to all of us on hitting the foul in the first minute of the game for Dave McCormick. Prop I mean, that was awesome. With, with, with 30 seconds to spare, it was great. In his defense, it was a bad call. Yeah, but I mean, regardless. It was more oh. It was more the joke that we got to say with it than the actual product we saw. He also oh. is incapable of setting a legal screen. Um, Jamari Trailer. Mario trailer vibe. <laughs> That's, yeah. So it was either an illegal screen, foul, travel, or wide open layup. Hey, dude. Uh, poor Dave. Um, what would you guys say before the game if I told you we were going to have, what was it, 46 or 47 points at half? How much would we be up? That's what I tweeted. I said, had you told me that, I would assume Dave had 30 and we were up 47 to like 32. Like, I, if big, it, my expectations were. 30. We were almost down double digits. Yeah, if Dave wasn't scoring, 
I thought this offense was going to be a complete train wreck. And I mean, I guess the positive thing is we proved that that's not the case, but yeah, I, us giving up 54 burger in the first half was absolutely stunning. Especially compared to what we saw last year where we were like literally one of the best defenses (laughs) ever. And then all of a sudden it's just like the complete opposite. I mean, Bill Raftery said we were defensive juggernaut this year, like 20 times. I mean, just because I love we were Raftery, side note. Like, it's a whole different personnel. But, like, I really thought we'd be fine just with the fact that we had Marcus back, Ochai, CB, and Dave. Like, I know those dudes weren't all major parts of last year's defense, but they were part of the practices. They played important minutes. Like, I just thought that four core dudes would at least have us at being an above-average defensive team, not the stinkiest defense I've ever seen a Bill Self team play. So, Stinky. Who's gonna, like, who's, I don't know if another team can play as good as we did against Gonzaga the rest of the year. Like, we, we were close to 60% from the field in the first half. I, don't, I think we ended up at, like, 55 for the game. I don't even know. But we end up scoring 90 and lose by double digits. Like – I mean, that doesn't seem possible. You can't you can't play against Gonzaga and try and outscore them. Like the teams that are going to beat Gonzaga are going to somehow find a way to stop Kispert, Timmy, or Sug. Or I feel like if you stop two of the three, you could beat them. But we, it's like the Chiefs' offense. Like who do you stop out of everyone? Bro, and Suggs was Suggs was electric. I had no idea. Yeah. Be good. What do you have? Nine assists. Yeah, and I mean, right off the bat, he gets a steal and dunks on Marcus's back. The dude's 18 years old. I was going like, give him a technical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, that's so soft. That Nimhard dude ain't even gonna get to play because Suggs is so good. That's the thing too. Like, if they're down late in like a tournament game, like they have so many options. They have so many guys that can just get a bucket. They can, like, especially freaking Kispert, hitting 25 footers, hitting pull ups. He's pretty athletic too. Yeah. Um, AB, if yeah, if uh, Gonzaga beats Baylor next Saturday, are we officially talking undefeated season? You yeah. have to. I mean, it's- West Coast Conference stinks this year. Like BYU is not as good as they were last year, my boys. Um, I mean, uh-huh. San Fran, I guess the Dons, the not- Don. Okay, like we with. I've been thinking a lot about names madness lately, and just like. See, I, I've known that they were the Dons for a while, but it just hit different this time, like hearing that come out. The Dons. <laughs> Shouts to Norlander, too, for claiming uh, Virginia was about to win their second title in three years, uh, and then two days later losing to San Fran. Let's, what are they, they going to do to the bottom-tier teams in that conference? Like how many win, points? It's going to be insane. How many points? It's going to be KU in the Big 12, but they're going to play nine KUs. Like for like football is what I mean by that. <laughs> I mean, they're easily scoring 100 a game, right? Yeah, it's going to be pretty fucking close to it now. They're like off. Timmy, Timmy and Kispert are going to average fucking 25 each. Yeah, I mean, they're off against those defenses is going to be must watch television like that late night. Normally, where you see, oh, Gonzaga's on at 9 30 tonight, eh, they'll win by 20. I'm not going to watch because who cares? But like now, it's going to be like, I have to watch just to see. They're how going by 40, and now I have to watch. Yeah. It's crazy how uh, stacked their non-con is. They got Iowa and Tennessee, too. Yeah. And Baylor. Yeah. Oh, you already said Baylor. Well, no, they don't have Tennessee anymore, right? Tennessee got canceled, uh, yeah. They're, playing, they're really? playing West Virginia instead. So they're it's not even, much different, yeah. It's even more stacked. Crazy. So, crazy. 
Yeah. Um, AB, you brought up overreactions by Norlander claiming no, uh, Virginia was going to be super elite. Um, but we mm-hmm. got to talk about our guy, Jeff Goodman, who we Thanks. remember last year uh, after the Duke. So he ranks us preseason number one last year. We lose the Duke November like 12th. And Goodman's like, wow, this Kansas team's just not good. I, I thought they were preseason number one, but I was just wrong. They're just not good. And then we lose to Gonzaga. We look pretty decent. Uh, we start a McDonald's All-American. We bring a McDonald's American off the bench. And Goodman tweets that we're just not talented this year, and that's due to the NCAA investigation. So I actually – I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to have an unpopular opinion I can already tell. Is he wrong about us not having the talent level that we normally do and recruiting has clearly gone down since everything started? Like, I know he's a, he's a fucking clown and he says some stupid-ass shit and he overreacts to one game and then claims to not over – that that whole saga from last year has been on my time off the last few days and I've been loving it, by the way. But I just – I wasn't as mad as a lot of people were about that tweet because I don't think it's that wrong. Uh, I wasn't as mad once he clarified and said, like, yeah, they're not talented, but I still think Bill Self can win it. But, like – I don't know if this is the year to say we're not talented. I think next year you're definitely going to be able to say. I mean, we have well, Dave's a McDonald's yeah. American who's played two years in the program. Bryce, let's Thompson, stop with Bryce, that. Like we, Dave's going to be good. Ab, for, what do you have to believe that? Because T. Rob did it. Uh, because every I hope to God I'm wrong. I, I never so. want to be wrong more in my life. But like, at some point, we may just have to sit here and think like okay, maybe he's just not going to be that guy that, like, was what he was supposed to be. We've had plenty of five-stars that never panned out. I mean, you said the same thing about Ochai, and Ochai might be our best player. It, why do you think I'm saying it again? Well, so I'm just saying, like, guys get really good as they stay in Kansas' program. No. It's just going to happen. But the, like, the problem is, is that it's – like, he did the same thing last year after one game. He basically yeah. – he based it off basically Devon – having a shit ton of turnovers and then Doak looked horrible. And then the rest of the year, how good were those two? Yeah. And right. the point is, A.B., does Goodman tweet that if we beat Gonzaga? No, he doesn't. No. no, no we hung sure. with him. Yeah, like, for that's sure. what, what drove me. And I guess if you're, if you're solely basing our talent off recruiting rankings, maybe. But, like, still, this team is more talented than the 2012 team, isn't it? Like, uh, mm, I, I don't mean, know about that. I mean, but I'm just saying I, that's what I mean. I get where you're going with that because I don't think that 2012 team was that talented, but we still had Tyshawn who started for four years and T Rob was a lottery pick and like since it's all American from a recruiting standpoint. Did that team have any big time recruits on their team? Elijah, I guess, who did not live up to his recruiting rate. I'm just saying, like, when I think of talent, I think of the people you have playing, like, yeah. Like Marcus Garrett is a big time talent because he's been yeah. around three years. Uh, but like I mean, Marcus was what top fifty? Jalen was top fifty. Dave was top fifty. I just I. Think, but I think that was more of his point because we normally have like top ten guys coming in. <sighs> and like we saw that. I know we gave it shit and Ryan like last year's foot, team. Last year's like, team didn't have that. But like that top one hundred list, we had two players on there. Yeah, which is in college I, basketball. I just uh, here's what the main point I'm trying to get to. I think these all these writers are obsessed with this whole like, oh, this investigation's really f- screwed Kansas over. They have no doubt. Yes. 
And I don't think that's the story yet. I think the story is going to be next year when we, I mean, we just signed a Juco big, like I think next year you're going to look at our roster and be like, Whoa, okay. They haven't signed a lot of good guards or good mm-hmm. five stars in a while. And now it's starting to catch up to them. That's fine. But how much you're trying to rush to that opinion right now. And it's, but how much are we even going to lose off of this team right now? That Marcus. Cause you look at this team outside of Marcus you could legitimately have every single guy back, which is crazy to think about, but won't happen that way. It never does. Yeah. I mean, we probably we probably were saying the same things after game one last year. Like we probably were like, well, Devon's staying and yeah. shit like that, you know. Yeah, um, a lot of season to plan out for that, but the okay. Kentucky the Duke one last year was just bizarre because two hours before he had made us preseason one. And then we barely – just because we lost. Yeah. Like you just well, said and, and about then, Gonzaga, what if we win? Duke, we were right there. We had the ball last possession down by, like, I don't even remember, one or two. Two, I thought, yeah. And just we turned it over 30 times, and he basically based it off that. I don't know what I was smoking, but I had him preseason one two hours ago. That weed was just <laughs> terrific. Goodman overreaction drive me bananas. Like, he dropped Virginia out of his top 25. <laughs> Like, did he re- this year? year? Like yes. like yesterday? Yes. Good God. Well, but he overreacts all the time. But then the, I saw a tweet, like I said, with Time Hop. It's been coming up from last year. But one of us called him out because he tweeted something else that was like, I can't believe people are like doubting teams after one loss. Like, look at Oregon two years ago. They started like five and four, made the final four. And this team, like Loyola Chicago, lost four games and non con and made the yeah. final four. Like, it's like, dude, like, I get you want to, like, get views and get responses and, like, that's just the media, but it's like, you just sound like an idiot when you do like, that. Like, what did he expect from us on Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> what else were we supposed to do to please him? And, and to look at that game and be like, Kansas lacks talent. Like, that was not the thing we lacked. Like, we just – That wasn't the issue. We had no, we had poor communication on defense. We have a bunch of dudes that have never played together. Like that was the issue. It wasn't our lack of talent. So that's just what annoyed me. Um, I do want to talk about the positive things we saw against Gonzaga, but before we do that, boys, we got to talk about bet online football is in full effect. The chiefs just munched. Well, they made it way too close, but they still munched in, you know, mainly uh, football is in full effect with many teams starting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action of Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's talk about Gonzaga. We talked about positives. How, we talked about how good Gonzaga was, but okay. And we've all kind of said it. We got beat by double digits, but there were a ton of positive things to take away from this game. So, B. Turner, I'm going to start with you. When you think about the Gonzaga game, what was like the most positive thing that came from it, in your opinion? Player, uh, just anything that came out of it? Uh, I'd probably just say how much talent uh, we have, like uh, with our guard guard play. Just because, I mean, even us three before the, uh, before the season kind of talked about what we expected from Jalen. I don't think we expected a ton. I think we all maybe thought he might not even crack the rotation just because how many bodies we had. Yeah. But, I mean, he was super aggressive. And uh, same with Bryce. I mean, Bryce was pulling up from three, 
taking uh, shots most freshmen wouldn't take just like in a tight game, especially off the bench, no. like pulling up from 18 feet and getting to the rim and just super aggressive. I didn't really, I mean, obviously he's a big recruit. I, d- I just didn't expect him to come in first game pulling up from anywhere on the floor. For sure. I mean, so what Bryce had 12 points on 50% shooting and how many times did that dude's freaking foot? Well, there were 74 three point lines, so like it's kind of in, in his defense. Yeah. So Jalen and Bryce are great answers because Jalen Wilson blew me away. I, uh, I've always been kind of down on Jalen Wilson. I thought he was a spot up shooter that was never going to play good enough defense to play for himself, but like he looks like the most improved guy on the team, and it's not even close. Um, AB. Yeah. What were you most what, – what stood out to you the most? Not to sound like cheesy coach guy, but, like, there were so many times where I thought we could have just, like, let it slip and get blown out. Yeah. Like, we got down eight, we got down ten, and I feel like we just battled back so many times, like, made it close, kept it competitive throughout. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, like, where we keep saying, like, yeah, we lost by 12, and, yeah, we never really thought we were, like, actually going to win. But it also never felt like we were completely out of it. Like, there were times we tied it in the middle of the second half. So, like, I don't know, not to be all, like, effort and – positivity yeah. after a loss but like i mean it, we just never fell out of it and that's a good feeling i guess especially against a team as good as gonzaga because we're not gonna play anyone as good as them we can say baylor's the second best team in the country i and we'll see it next weekend i don't think they're close to the zags yeah and even like baylor's gonna be good but just in a different way like baylor's gonna play yeah, for a sure. lot slower and a lot i don't know different style like gonzaga can just shock you. Like I, a B turn already said it like the, as quickly as they get up the floor and just answer. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I said earlier about how they score. It felt like they scored like 10 possessions in a row. It's like the game was really never out of hand or out of reach until a couple minutes left, like maybe two or three minutes left. So yeah, we hung for 35 plus minutes. I know it's KU and we expect a ton. Like we we're ranked number six in the country. Always one of the best teams, but. I mean, any team that day is probably going to get ran out of the gym by them. Yep, for sure. Um, so you guys, all right, you guys mentioned Bryce and Jalen, but I'll, I'll go with the upperclassmen. I thought – I was, like, blown away by Ochai. His shot yeah. so much smoother. He doesn't have that weird – like, remember last year, he would miss shots that, like, hit the side of the backboard. Like, he had a weird oh. pitch that at times yeah. his shot would just be awful, and he clearly fixed that, and – that was – I was shocked at how good he looked. He even looks a little more athletic. He had some yeah. dunks in the St. Joe game where it was like, damn, like this dude even got more bouncy. So He looks like a pro. I was very excited to see that. Um, but Marcus Garrett being able to put up 22 when I think like the concern was, is Marcus going to be able to become a scorer? And I know he didn't answer against St. Joe with very many points, but it was nice to be like, all right, in a big game against a big-time opponent, the biggest opponent, Marcus was able to be that leading scorer that we needed him to be. So, God, I mean, we just mentioned – so how many people do we just mention? Marcus, Ochai, Bryce, Jalen. That's four of, like, the six guys that mainly played. So, really, it was just Dave that really didn't do much. And CB, – CB didn't do a whole lot on Thursday, but obviously it made up for on Friday. So, it's like if we want to – yeah. I mean, that's what's just so exciting. I always – Go ahead. My bad. I always feel confident when CB's open, though, for three. Yeah. Like, he's just got a nice – yeah, we got some shooters. We're going to obviously be a better shooting team than last year with Jalen, Ochai, and Bryce, and CB. Yeah, it 
I was like, I'm just so excited about this season because we had so many question marks about so many different people. We had no idea how Jalen would look, no idea how Tristan would look, no idea if Ochai would get better, if CB would get better. And like, it seems like everybody is going to, I don't know, we're just going to have nights where somebody steps up and we're like blown away by how good they are, how yeah. much they've gotten. So it might not always be the prettiest season, but it's going to be excited, exciting. So, um, yeah, we talked about, um, we talked about last pod how many different people could lead in scoring. I think I would almost up my – I could see Ochai, Marcus, Dave, CB, Bryce. And I think – I feel like there's always a random game where a guy hits five or six threes, you know. I could see Jalen having a – I could see – I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say Jalen could have a 20 or 25-point night. I don't think that's crazy at all. Yeah especially considering we expect like like I said I thought Jalen uh, Wilson was just going to be like a a shooter like that dude is averaging 13 a game through two games and did he make I think he made one three the entire time no he yeah. made, he didn't make a single three so like this dude that's supposed to be the shooter is all of a sudden like he was by far our best rebounder of the week which I did not see coming he was super active. The only person, or at least against Gonzaga, he was the only person on the offensive glass. Like, I don't know. I'm as blown away by Jalen Wilson is, I don't know. It. He could definitely score 20 in a game. And so yeah. Yeah, you have to add him to that list of, so what you were at, we were at Bryce will probably lead us in the game. Marcus already has, CB already has, Ochai definitely will, Dave definitely will. That's five. So then, yeah, if you give Jalen that six. So to get to our number of six and a half, we're going to need one other person to do it. So That actually leads well into what I was going to bring up next because one guy that we penciled in last episode, Tyon. Mm-hmm. What are our thoughts on him? And again, I don't want to overreact like Jeff Goodman may. Um, but he only I, – I just looked. He played 22 total minutes in the two games. Mm-hmm. So not getting out there. He didn't do much production-wise as far as like what you see in the stat sheet. But is that worrisome to you guys, especially when we were going like five guard a lot in the St. Joe game, which we'll get to? But like, does that worry you guys at all? Is it just him getting his feet under him and like playing D1 basketball? Like, I don't know. I mean um, – You go, right? My bad. Well, I was just – it is worrisome, but not like – it's more worrisome for him, I think, because other guys are already stepping up. Like Jalen is stepping right. up. Like I'm, like we went from not knowing who to, who would be the fifth guy in the starting lineup to now I'm like I think Jalen and Bryce both deserve to start. Like I don't know, I don't know. Like I, so Tyon, even if he does improve, it's like whose minutes are he is he going to take from exactly? Like, and especially with Dewan playing well, like that's another <laughs> yeah. guard to add into. We'll get to him, but like. Tyon, uh, he came in, he hit a three early, and I was like, okay, there he is. Like, that's what he's going to do, that spark off the bench. But I don't know, Bill Bill seems to have a quick leash on him or short leash on him. He, he pulled him. I don't know. I just don't think Tyon's there defensively yet, and Bill doesn't put up with that stuff. So it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to get frustrated. But I think we all talked about it before the season. Like, you go from playing Juco basketball to playing – against Gonzaga and St. Joe. Like, that's a yeah. huge difference. So maybe game – like, we play Washburn next Thursday. Did anybody know that? Like, no. <laughs> games like that in Tarleton State, like, hopefully as we start to play easier opponents, he'll get more more comfortable and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, 
it is worrisome. I don't necessarily think it's going to hurt the team a ton because Jalen's clearly going to be really good. But like, yeah, for Tyon's own sake, I just I'm worried about where he gets minutes. But I don't know, B-Turn, what do you think? I said before the year that I could see him starting off kind of like Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Not saying he's going to be a lottery pick, but I mean, Bill and the staff kind of talked about how he honestly could have tested the waters or at least tried to go pro out of JUCO. Yeah. And it's like obviously coming from JUCO, it's a different level than D1. The game's going to be quicker. And I mean, we've been hearing that Tyon's just coming along a little slower than some of the other guys at practice. So it's just, I still feel like he's going to be great into the year. Like I feel, I still feel really good. I didn't get a watch on Saturday, but or Friday, I keep mixing up the days, but I still feel really good about him. Yeah. He's, he has so much, his ceiling's so high, super athletic and, and score all three levels. Like I just, I feel like for this team to be good, we need a guy like that to have a big year. And like you were saying, Rye, like with the other wings playing well that were like, like you said, Jalen and you said uh, Bryce. But even like the starters have like been going. Like Ochai's been far better than I expected at least, and I thought that maybe he'd lose some minutes. Um, And CB obviously went off. So like Marcus isn't losing any minutes. So like it may honestly get to a point where like, and we know Bill, he's always done it. He never really plays more than like seven or eight dudes. He finds his dudes and he sticks with them. So again, I don't want to overreact to two games, but I found it interesting with all the hype that we had going in. Yeah, it will. I mean, is, the, is, is the Kelly Uber thing sound crazy? I just feel like he wasn't even playing. No. Like he wasn't even playing. Remember when Kentucky beat us by nine hundred? He didn't even play. No. Like he was. I remember the exact moment. I remember the exact moment where I like saw him make a play, and I was like, "Yeah, he's gone after this year." And it was like early to mid conference season when it finally just clicked, and he just. He got. He was gone from there. He got so good, but and it's been I mean, such a crazy off season too. Like for sure, guys, but like I think exhibition games would have helped tie on a ton. Yeah, That's just getting I'm, to play against other guys besides your teammates. Yeah, that Washburn games like Washburn will be huge for him, and like it's not crazy. Even if Jalen and Bryce and those dudes are all really good, like Tyon could still be that seventh, eighth guy. But yeah, I mean, it's like AB said. I mean, and so that kind of takes me to like Mitch. Like, Mitch, we love him, but when Dave was getting pulled by by Friday, we were just shifting to five guards. Like, I started to sit there and think, like, I mean, where does Mitch come into this rotation when we have as many guards as we do that we're playing really good? It's like mm-hmm. basketball is getting to the point where you just play the five best players you can put on the floor, and Jalen Wilson played incredible at the five. So I don't know. Guys like Mitch and Tyon, who we definitely thought were going to be big-time contributors, and I still think Mitch will be because we're not going to play five guards all the time. But it's just interesting. I don't know. Mitch, uh, I would definitely say Mitch and Dave did not get off to hot starts. Yeah, and I don't don't know if you guys saw me on Twitter like saying Mitch isn't a center, and I don't know how you guys feel about that. And it's like it's not a knock on him, but it's like – I mean, I mean Mitch, not, Mitch not, is, yeah. What, what'd you say? He's, he's not a center. Is, I mean, he's it's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. And like, people were getting mad at me, but it's like, and it was all because Dave played like shit. And, but like, I know Mitch has been upset his career here because he hasn't got to play his position. Yeah. Like he's a he's a four that can shoot it a little bit and he wants a chance to play overseas, which it doesn't seem crazy. I mean, he's athletic and can shoot, but it's like, how is he going to prove to, I guess overseas teams that he can play over there if they we have him playing out of position, like guarding seven footers when he's six nine two twenty. Yeah, and I mean not a center. 
it, it sucks for him because it makes no sense to play a guy like Mitch and a guy like Dave together because they're both kind of like those stretch. Like Dave is clearly just a guy that wants to shoot mid-range jumpers. As, as frustrating as that's going to be. Or on short corner for life. Yeah, like so – I mean, I get why Bill can't do it. Like, it just – we have too many other good guards to be playing Mitch with Dave. But, yeah. I, One comment about Mitch. He got absolutely fucked over on that block. That was dirty. Oh, that and was, he gave us the best give me that shit I've heard in a while, and he, it was just the most ball you could have. Absurd. He plays so hard, man. Like, he just – he's yeah. earned his chance to get minutes. I know. But, I, like, even the final four year when he would come in, he would have to come in for Doke and play the five because we have freaking LeGerald, Devontae, Svee, and who the hell else did we have? Malik. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not me not wanting Mitch to play. I'm just, like, through two games, it's kind of like, whoa. Like, I don't – is he going to be – we said at the beginning of the year, like, oh, David Mitchell is split minutes. <laughs> you saw how that five guard lineup worked against St. Joe, and it was like, okay, well, if we're playing against teams that aren't big, like we should be playing five guards when Dave's not playing good. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. And I think it's kind of kind of exciting talking about. I mean, obviously, we want him to be one of our top options, but Tyon being like seven or eight right now because our expectations were that he'd be, I mean, one of the leading scorers. So that just shows you how much talent we have and how many guys can score for us. Yeah. And here's the thing about Mitch. He might not get as much as many minutes as he thought he would, but he's for sure going to have a game. I don't know if it's conference game or whatever. Dave's going to get in foul trouble and we're going to have to play big. And Mitch is just going to be really good. Like he always has that game where he's that spark that we need. It might not be scoring, but he's going to rebound the shit out of always going to block shots and like, I don't know, save us in a game. So it's good to have a guy on your roster that you can expect something like that out of, but is it time uh, for us to start hyping up CB or no? Yeah, let's uh, let's get to St. Joe because CB was lights out. 30 ball, <laughs> 30 burger, nine rebounds, four steals. Am I reading that right? I mean – Nine dude, board, yeah. As good – I mean, we had – we thought CB would be good, but I don't think any of us saw CB being this good. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit itrustcapital.com to start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional good this early in his career it's crazy yeah and he's gonna get a ton of open looks too like we we have a ton of guards um we're probably gonna be playing high pace especially if we're playing four or five guards at a time you know so i mean i don't see why he couldn't be a guy that shoots 40 percent or better from three this year is he is he gonna be a league guy dude after he leaves ku i mean he's six i think so six five 
I mean, he's no one. I don't think KU fans know how athletic he is either. I want to ask you: Is he? Gonna, he did some shit last year. Yeah. Go ahead. Is he going to stay four years? No, I he's think not. It seems he's like fucking no there, dude. But yeah, I know we we're good at that, especially after one game. We probably thought we were going to suck after the Duke game last year. But I'm just, boy, did we? I'm just, <laughs> we were so good. If if CB looked like Ochai Abaji, would like he would be getting like freaking first round talk right now. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I'm just saying he's athletic. He can shoot it as good as anyone. Like I don't know. It's just it won't happen this year. But I have a feeling after if he has another if he has a big so. Game, go ahead. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure I got it while you said it won't happen this year. What if we get to like. Late April 2021, K just lost in the Elite Eight. Um, and we, we get that tweet from Gary Parrish that says the Kansas basketball Jayhawks have been um, suspended or whatever from the 2022 postseason. And CB, I mean, obviously he's not going to score 30 and get nine boards every game, but he has a – like he keeps improving. He's been solid all year. Is he going to stick around at KU for one year without a postseason? Or is he – say he has a big tournament. And he just bounces after this year. That's my worry. Like we said earlier, we, were gonna, we could have a lot of guys back, but like there's not a lot of motivation to come back and play at KU for one year if we can't. All you know how many dudes just raise their stock in the tournament. That's why this year, in my opinion, the the draft I just couldn't get excited for because we didn't get to see anyone play. Yeah. In the tournament, there's just like there's always stars that are born, and it's like I know if he just keeps this shit up and he can be like a for sure set, like he gets a promise that he's a second rounder or something. Would you really be that stunned if he left? Like, is it that crazy to say that? No. I think, though, if we get a ban, I think anything's possible with any of our guys. Right. Uh, Here's You want to know where CB is going to go if we get a ban? He's going to go play for Danny Manning at uh, Wichita State. Is no, Danny going to play for Missouri. Did Danny get a miss there? Did I miss that? No, I was just kidding. Oh, okay. He was like a name that was on. Yeah, the- I saw. Which He's gonna go to Mizzou, and we're just gonna hate it. Can you imagine we play Mizzou in that uh, border thing and CB Mom. for thirty-five? This is sick. We are sick right now. Uh, I'm. I'm just. If we do, if we don't get that ban, though, I'm. And I hate looking forward to next year, but we're gonna have a lot of guys back. Unless Ochai keeps playing like this, I mean Ochai. Ochai looked great in both games. I think he has 35 points. He had 35 points in the two games. I'm not letting us do this again with Ochai. I know, because I feel like he did this last year. He had some big games in Maui. We thought he was going to go number seven to the Chicago Bulls after Maui. But I agree with Rye about how he really really does look different. At least his jump shot looks completely different. And he's just like – It's smooth. He's quicker and bouncier. Like I did – I felt like last year he was just sluggish and like I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I, I love how he looked and how he's been playing, but I just I I'm I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic about like NBA stock for him. Give me freaking junior year Wayne Selden from him this year, and we can win it all. Who tweeted that? I think Jesse Newell Like maybe this is the exact type of start Wayne had junior year. Like we all sophomore year, AB, we were saying the same thing. Like. Wayne Sutton's yeah. not good. Like, he's just not going to live up to expectations. He's not good. And then, like, three games in the season, we were like, whoa, Wayne Sutton's a completely different player. Yeah. He did that. He was faster. He was bouncier. He was a way better shooter. So, I mean, how much 
how much more excited are you guys about this team than when we recorded last? Like, I I don't know. I mean, you you guys said that you don't think we're title contenders. What do you think now? Like, do you think – could you see us winning at all? We're going to get better <laughs> defensively. That's just – I feel like that's a gimme. I guess – I don't want to be dramatic, but it's like – I'm not going to do it. I was going to say Gonzaga just going to run the table and win it all and no one can beat them, but I don't want to do that yet. So, like – I don't agree with that because college basketball is college basketball. Like – Yeah, hey, I don't either. Anything can happen. But I will say this – about us being title contenders, I, th- I think we always are with Bill Self, but like yeah. I'm still not sold on what we saw the first two days is going to be the style. Like this team's not going to be scoring 90 points a game. Like so, I'm just very <laughs> shocked at what happened. Like, I and think, no, sorry, go ahead. Just like I don't see how we could possibly maintain even. Like, do you think this team can score 80 points a game? Like, I don't know. I'm not even sold on that. So I just like. I still don't even know what to expect from this team. So maybe we are just going to be an offensive juggernaut and that would be very fun, but just doesn't seem realistic, but who knows? I want to talk like what crazy five guard lineups could we see rest of the year? Like what are some crazy starting lineups we could see against some teams? Well, I'll say this. We haven't even got to them yet, but yeah, if he can run the point Friday, Friday against St. Joe, Dewan Harris was, just the absolute definition of like a six man point guard. Like I don't mean to rub it in a B, but like Ron, what Rondo was doing in the playoffs for the Lakers. Like when he would fuck up, I mean, <laughs> Dewan was getting steals, getting deflections, making like dishing for Ochai for dunks, making open threes when he was open. The ball movement was incredible. And it was like, Whoa, we haven't had, like, even Dot. Like, Dot was a scorer. He wasn't a facilitator. Devontae had to be a scorer, not a facilitator. Frank, I mean. Oh, I'm getting Frank vibes from Dewan. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> he gives me Frank vibes. Not this year, though. Like, Dewan could just come in and be that guy that just gets seven, six, six, six assists a game. And so, I mean, so to answer your question, the weird starting lineups. I mean, imagine a starting lineup where we play someone small. That's like Dewan, Bryce, Marcus, Ochai, Jalen. Like that is a fun lineup. It won't Christian happen. Brown die. Oh my God! Yeah, see, <laughs> exactly. Like we have a lot of guards. I don't think Dewan will start at point guard, but it is nice to know like we can move Marcus off the ball a little bit because I, I mean, for sure, scoring wise, I think that's probably better suited for Marcus, but. Who knows, man? It was crazy. Again, we'll see. I mean, do you think Dewan can sustain that? Are we really going to expect freshman Dewan Harris to come no. out that well? So that's kind of what I'm getting worried about. But, but like that, that will be an outlier probably. But like, I, I don't think we can get like a like we probably get a light version of that consistently. Not every single time he plays the game, but like sixty percent, seventy percent of the games he plays, like he could come in and just give us a spark for twelve minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't – I mean, St. Joe isn't good either. And he didn't see the floor against Gonzaga. So, we definitely got to temper expectations. But I didn't watch Friday. Did he look good defensively? Dude, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That, like, 10-minute yeah, stretch where we pulled away was, like, the most fun I've had watching KU basketball in a while. And, like, last year was one of the best teams self's had. Like, it was just, like – and, and maybe were- it was the five-guard thing. But even that, it's like, I don't know, there's turnover after turnover. Like, we were just like, the way we were playing, it was super fast. They were causing havoc. It was like a press Virginia Um, team. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. What if later in the year we have a lineup of, say, 
Dewan's running the point, or him and Marcus are just handling the ball. Those two defensively is scary. Bill likes Oach defensively. So those three, and then I don't know who else. I mean, so, let's, let's roll. Let's roll Dewan, Marcus, CB, Ochai, and uh, Jalen or Dave. If Dave gets better, Dave's going to get better. I feel fine about him. Yeah. I mean, he has to. If this team's going to do anything, he has to. But I mean, I thought Jeff Withy was one of the worst bigs I've ever seen in my life at one point. And he turned into one of the best shot blockers we've ever had. That's true. But yeah. So, yeah, Jalen, even if Tyon starts getting it defensively and is good, we could have Dewan, Marcus, Oach, Jalen, CB. Yeah, it, Bill Self has the ability to use some of the most like unique lineups he's ever used, and I hope he's like I, I tweeted this like 2008 Bill Self. If you showed him that he was playing a five guard lineup, he'd have been disgusted. Like that man loves bully ball, <laughs> loves I love it. like that's just not the way this team should play. And I'm glad he's accepting it earlier. Like last year, we started Dave for half the freaking season at the four. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> like it's just. Such a like you said, AB. That second half against St. Joe was just exciting to watch. Like it was fun basketball. Like last year's team was great. We won all the time, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't exciting basketball. It was like just Virginia, Virginia, but a little better. And this year was like I don't know if we. That's why I'm saying if we have this offense all year, B turn, we are title contenders. But I'm just I'm not sold that we can sustain that. So. We'll see. But also, we're not going to give up 100 to teams. That's true. I can see us, like, by the end of next week, I can see our, our style, like, flipping. I feel like we'll have a great defensive week and just an awful offensive week. But Yeah, we'll because what we need Ochai to be good all year because I could see – I mean, there could be a night where Marcus and Dave don't do a whole lot, like Friday. And then we – no one else – everyone else struggles. Like, a lot of these guys are young still and going to have growing pains, so it's like – we're gonna have we're gonna have tough nights scoring the ball for sure, but way more excited than I was before the Gonzaga game. I didn't know because there were so many question marks. I didn't know what to expect from um, Jalen and Bryce, and then I don't know if CB would take the jump going to sophomore year. But yeah. I'm just more excited, and especially for the future. Like I don't like looking towards next year, but we could have Dewan, CB, Tyon, Jalen, all those guys back. I love how B-Turn keeps saying, I don't like looking forward to next year. And he's looking forward like six times. This episode. But like the future, <laughs> like these dudes are sophomores and freshmen. Like Jalen's uh, a sophomore, CB's a sophomore, Dewan's a freshman. Like those guys as juniors or seniors could be insane. Yep. And they're all like so far exceeding expectations. And boys, you want to know what else exceeds expectations? Man, how you like that? Uh, what's it called, A.B.? When you transition to something, that can't be like them apples. Oh, uh, love balls. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of balls, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. <laughs> Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts your nuts. It's Cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. Uh, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. 
Uh, you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Um, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking. Uh, these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. So, tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with code armchair at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Before we get back to the episode, one more shout out to Bet Online. Those are our guys. Use them to gamble this year on college hoops, on everything you need. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' first touchdown, use that one as well. So uh, shout out to Bet Online. But all right, let's get back I to I hate you. I hate you. I'm sorry. That was a, another ricochet shot, but you were flipping me off on the zoom. Yeah, what's up with the shots? What I do to you? I mean, you, were you say that word? Ricochet. Okay, you got it there. I, I, messed, it up, says I messed it up at the beginning of the episode. I like. Yeah. Ricochet. Is it because I'm better than you at golf now? Let's go play. Yeah, I've asked you. You don't hang out with me. You're scared of me. I mean, shots fired. I can't play Tuesday in the middle of the day. Alan Robinson. Uh, Mitch Trubisky's back, baby. I just saw that score and it made me want to puke. It got. A, I'm kind of worried about maybe Rodgers winning an MVP, but no. Pat, Pat had 400 at <laughs> halftime. <Yeah. laughs> um, there's one thing I really want to talk about that St. Joe game. Uh, that we haven't brought up yet. And I got yelled at on Twitter because apparently I don't watch enough St. Joe's basketball. But that fucking mascot just flapping away. He's he's trying to fly. There's not a job in the world that you could pay me like, or that I would like want to do less than that. He went a full two hours just flapping. A.B., when I saw that you didn't know that was a thing, I've never been more excited to celebrate (laughs) Because this thing doesn't stop flapping his wings in the first half. In the second half, he doesn't stop half time. They could be down a hundred. It's insane, and it's been happening forever. And I don't understand. Like, how do you get anyone to sign up for that? Is it one guy the whole year? Because he's the got to be jacked. Yeah, big work. I mean, imagine his traps. Is that what? Is that what is you're working when you're doing that? Yeah, I mean your traps are bananas. <laughs> Why don't we do that all day? It's just crazy. He, like, he's I, trying. He's trying out for Angels in the outfield too to get the Angels much, to come out. That's why I don't know how much ass he gets. All this, every girl at St. Joe's is just kicking it with this dude. <laughs> you're the you're the mascot that flaps its wings all the time. But like, <laughs> imagine like, hey Billy, we're we're proud to have you on as mascot this year, Billy. Uh, also, we forgot to mention you literally can't stop flapping your arms ever. Like I'm, or we'll murder you in broad daylight. I'm what do you think the punishment is if they just don't do it? Murder. They've got just mob guys that take that super serious. I bet. I mean, in St. Joe in Philadelphia. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, sure. No, I think you're right. It's like a mob place, so I don't know. It seems um, like a mob place. All righty. <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> We want to talk Kentucky? a little Kentucky. You, you, let's let's talk a little Kentucky. I'll tell you this: they I stink. can't believe that's on Tuesday. They stink. They got whooped today by Richmond. All right, boys. I look forward to talking later in the week. Kentucky wins seventy-four to fifty-two. That was my next point. 
if we lose, I will be very frustrated because they are not good. They have no experience. They just were awful today. And there's the no only... I mean, what are you expecting, A.B., honestly? I mean, you said that they weren't great today. They didn't make a single three. Um, so, naturally, they're going to hit 14 on Tuesday. Um, yeah. No, they didn't hit one. So, I, I don't know. They don't bring anyone back. They like Their seventh man from last year came back, and that's like the only dude. So, I mean, similar to other Kentucky teams where they just reload every year. But who knows? It, this is something we haven't brought up yet. Is the game going to get played? Should we talk about that first before we dive into the you know the deep stuff? I mean, Matt Tate had a tweet. Uh, let's see, I just quoted it. He said, "KU officials tell me that the Jayhawks have not been affected by the news of a positive COVID test in the St. Joseph Men's Hoop Program. Uh, KU B-ball landed safely in Indianapolis just after 6 p.m. tonight. Sounds like we're good." And while we're on this topic, how could Gonzaga just say, yeah, we'll play after one of their players tested positive, like before the game? <laughs> Zero fucks. I don't understand. Like, I think it's because, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's because college basketball just doesn't test NFL and stuff. That has to be, right? Like, you're not going to know before every single game if a player has COVID, or are they testing before every game? I don't, I don't think so, but they knew before the Auburn game is what I meant by that. Like, that news dropped at, like, 9 a.m. on Friday, and they played Auburn at, like, 11. And they – I don't know. It makes no sense. College basketball had zero plan, which is not surprising. But, hey, I mean, I was happy. I thought our game was going to get canceled, and they both managed to play. So, yeah, yeah it's not great that St. Joe has COVID, Gonzaga has COVID. Like, you've got to think we somehow picked it up in that, but – if Michael Jordan played through COVID, they all can. <laughs> to go. Um, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about Kentucky. They've got all of Sar from Wake Forest who looked pretty solid today. Big dude. He was good. And BJ Boston, right? B turn, like you mentioned his name. He's gonna be their probably their second best player behind Sar, or maybe their best player. Great initials. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. He's a top 10 recruit, I think. I don't know a shit ton about him. I don't know a lot about Kentucky's roster at all, really. I feel like it's a weird team. They got Obi's brother to transfer in. Um, but, yeah, Coach Cal, hopefully we beat them and we can see what excuses Cal makes after the game. Oh, he's Because our- uh, apparently he's not the one that recruits these guys or makes their schedules, so. No, couldn't be him. Could not be him. He recruits these people. He has the same teams every year. The freshmen leave, the freshmen come in, and he makes the same excuses. These they're young. They're playing, you they're playing so many good teams so early. He acts, like, he acts like he's the only person that knows this. Like, he acts like he has to explain to everybody, like, hey, by the way, we start a lot of freshmen. Like, no shit, dude. We know. We've witnessed it. But also, you're at Kentucky. You, you, you need to win games. Like, and obviously, he's been really good, but, like, He's such a pussy. I want to throw this out. When's the last time Kentucky's been a top five team? Like, not necessarily rankings-wise, but when you look at the teams in the country, were they one of the best five teams? I feel like it's been a while since that's been the case. Well, what were they the year they had 17. Malik and Malik Monk? Yeah. 2017, right? De'Aaron Fox and all them? Weren't they like a two-seed that year? Yeah, I was actually thinking that. They lost the beater against Luke May. Yeah, like, was saying, it Luke Mack? It wasn't Luke Mack. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Luke May went on to play seven more years at UNC. Is he back? Where well, I agree. Like when we were about to talk about Kentucky, I was kind of just thinking about how weird they've been lately. I guess we just expect like the huge top ten recruits and lottery picks, and like them having a good team no matter what. But yeah, this year just—I mean, BJ Boston's going to be good, but I just feel like they don't really, at least on paper, impress me a ton. I feel like we're going to—I mean, I bet we win by double digits. But like we say that, but. 17, they went to the Elite Eight and lost last second. 18, they lost in the Elite Sweet eight. 16. We, and then, like, in KC, they lost to Auburn in the Elite yeah. Eight. So, it's like – I mean, they've had a team, like – it's not like they've been bombs. Yeah. In two seats consistently. But it's not like they're not being the number one seed, like, 2015, where they roll through everybody and, like, dominate the headlines and everything. Last year, they stunk. They haven't had a dominant team in a long time, and that's just what you expect from, like, Kentucky or, like, Duke has had their Zion years or even like the Bagley years where they were like the best team in the country. And we had our year last year where we were the best team in the country in 2017. It's like Kentucky hasn't done that since 2015. So it's just weird. And it all comes down to the fact that Nike is funneling all the recruits to Duke now. And it used to be Kentucky. And that's just like, I don't care what anyone says. That's what's happening. And that's why coach Cal's still getting five stars, but he's getting like the five stars that are like, five through 15 rather than one through five. Like he doesn't have like those complete mega superstars anymore like he used to. And so I don't know, B turn, you say double digits. I am not that confident. I think we'll win. I think it'll be close, but I don't know. What's the line, AB? Uh, Ken Palm has it at KU minus three. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What a reaction from the turn, man. Now that's funny. <laughs> I think I will take KU minus three, but I'm thinking it's more like we win by six and like, uh, I don't know, 76, 70 or something like that. 80, oh. to, si- 80 to 68. Wow. AB, what do you think? be opposed. Uh, I'll take Kentucky to cover, but KU to win. I know that doesn't give me a whole lot of like leeway, but I just don't see a situation where we're like, playing Creighton next week with a chance to go to two and three. Like that just does, I can't picture like us being under 500 three different times in the first two weeks of the season. So I think we win, but I think it's super close. It's super exciting. Or not. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, is either us, us or Kentucky is going to be one and two following that game, which is just really weird to think about. But yeah. If Dave starts playing better, how excited are we going to be about this team? Just, if we have a if we have a legit big, we're gonna have a great year. Not saying we're gonna win it, but he's gonna play good. I I promise. I pet my foot on it. I, I maybe I'll double down my second foot. Just really... I'll do it. <laughs> but, Start calling you Peggy. But look, Bill is confident. Is Bill? If Bill's confident, I will be confident. So Dave's gonna figure it out. Drew, I mean, he played against maybe the best big in the country on Thursday, and. St. Joe's tough matchup. They're 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 a small team. They like to stretch the floor. Dave versus Oliver Saar will be interesting though, because Oliver Saar has got some little nifty footwork in the post. And oh God, we're fucked. I worry about Dave handling that, but I don't know, man. I'm not melting down too hard on Dave, but this weekend was stunning. He was unplayable for large portions of the game. Genuinely, I I think not to bring him up again, but didn't Jesse Noel tweet that as well? And he <laughs> yeah. was literally unplayable. 
And yeah, like Jesse is not like a negative guy. Like he no. was just like, dude, he's legitimately unplayable. It was crazy. But um, um we should do guesses on who's gonna be the leading scorer again after these two games. Cause we're me and Rye were pretty confident in Dave. I don't even I no, guess you said Dave last time. I can't remember who I said last time. I thought you said Dave for sure. Are you saying for the season or for the Kentucky game? Season. You're saying for the season, right? Yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm totally with you on Dave, and I still think that would be my answer, but Ochai's also got me kind of uh, giddy. I think uh, Ochai could easily lead the team scoring at like 14 a game or something like that. I think it's going to be close. The only, the only thing about the Wayne Seldon thing is I feel like Och- – I don't know if he has the ability to just take over a game or maybe not the mentality – because Wayne really – Wayne had some games where he he won games for us that, that year. Do you yeah, see Ochai having the ability to do that? Nah, yeah, it's it's hard because, one, Ochai – like, Ochai to get a shot off normally has to have someone, like, drive and dish to him or be, like, on a fast break. Like, he's not really creating a lot of his own yeah. uh, open looks. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, Wayne Selden's probably not like the player comparison to use, but I just think people were more so saying it like type of junior season. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah give us fifteen a game. I still, I don't know if Dave will ever live up to the McDonald's All American type player, but I mean, if he could just be a guy that's just honestly just rebound, I want him to just be active on the glass. Okay, like so, average like thirteen and nine or something. Over under. For Tuesday, Dave McCormick, 11 and a half points. Under. Ugh, it's so hard to even say over. I'm hammering the over. Hammering. No, I'm saying under uh, strictly because what you said about their Kentucky's big has wild footwork. I heard that screams days in foul trouble early and just didn't get that <laughs> in at score 12. Like, I don't, I don't want to keep like shoving that down everyone's throat, but like he's going to pick up a foul early and then be playing cautious second, like the second part of the first half. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. I think Dave plays good, too. I mean, how many points does he have in the two games combined? Uh, He had eight against uh, Gonzaga. St. Joe, and I think he had six against Gonzaga. So, averaging seven. Dave averaging eight a game right now, boys. Eight a game. By conference play, I think he'll be just fine. I honestly do. I always melt down and overreact, but I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, he's averaging a cool eight and five through two. I mean, if that if he's playing as the worst basketball of his of the season right now and averaging eight and five, I'll take that. Um, predict our starting lineup heading into the NCAA tournament. That's not going to happen. Oh man, that's tough. But I think I'm going to go. I think I'm sticking with uh, what we're going to see tomorrow or Tuesday, which would probably be Marcus. Bryce, Ochai, CB, and Dave. But Jalen, I'm telling you, man, I never expected – Jalen could be a really perfect small four. Like, he really, so far, fits that mold perfectly. Who's in Who's in the most danger of losing their starting spot? I mean, it has to be Bryce. It's not his fault. It's just like I said. Br- I mean, Got to be Bryce. Bryce and what if, Is Bill going to start five guards ever? I don't think so. I don't think so. Dave gets another brawl. Dude, he's got to be better. He's got to be better. Speaking uh, of bigs, did you guys think it was – is it Gethro or Jethro, by the way? I think it's, I think it's Jethro. 
Okay. So <laughs> seeing Jethro seeing Jethro wear number 35 and be a center, he looked I know he's not a small guy. He looks so small just because my mind is so stuck on what Doke looked like as a number 35 down low. Doke and he just looked so big. like it was crazy. Doke was just the largest nuts. We win that game if we have Doke instead of Dave, right? Yeah. I mean, I saw some tweets like that, but I'm like, well, honestly, I don't know if we win that game. Eh, yeah, because Timmy. I don't know. I don't, 16, I don't know either. But it's just 64 like, points in the paint. I cannot deal with I cannot deal with KU Twitter all year being like, "Damn, we win this game if we have one of the best centers in program history." Like, yeah, we're gonna win a lot I, more than uh, playing. But do you uh, guys think we'd be better if we had Danny Manning on the team? I'll tell you what, we beat Gonzaga Wilt starting at center. Okay. Also, I, that that, that conversation it. brought something up. They did like the all KU team. Did you guys <laughs> see this on the broadcast? Did you see that team's team? getting run out of the gym if they play this year. I didn't see your tweet. They're all bigs. Oh. Oh. Why? They're not getting run out of the gym, but, like, they're Who just was huge. It? it was JoJo, Paul Pierce, Danny Manning, Clyde Devella, Will Shamlin. Studs. Yeah. So, when, running out of the gym, I'm kidding, obviously. That is such your, a big team. Who's your all-time point guard if you have to pick one? I feel like all of us would pick a guy after 2000. I ride I'm not picking one. anyone. What? I'm riding with Sharon. God. Dude, it's tough. Like, I bet some people would take Kirk. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of good then, You can't really go wrong. But, yeah, the, the lineup was humongous. But the funniest thing about that graphic, AB, was it was like JoJo White from his KU days, Clyde Lavella from his KU days, Wilt from his KU days, Paul Pierce from his KU days. And they literally just posted Danny Manning in a suit. For his Wake Forest <laughs> coaching picture, and it just looked so ridiculous. I died. Oh, hi. I don't know. You, you couldn't find a picture of Danny Manning in Kansas, so not a one of them. So, all right, boys. All right, um, boy. I know we said we were going to try and keep this short. I don't think we've done that at all. Maybe we have. Not sure. But oh, doesn't feel like over it. an hour. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> what we do. Um, do we have any other thoughts you want to get off your domes before we uh, watch the Kansas Jayhawks play Kentucky on Tuesday? No. Uh, was it the last time we lost to them? Uh, two years ago at Rupp when our team was back. Yeah. Yeah. Dave was pulling from three. That. Yeah. But we, Dave pulled from three in a very that. close game. Uh, but we've won how many? Like I feel like we've won like four of five or something. We won three of four, so I'd love to get four of five. That would be amazing. I hate them. I hate Cal, and he's the most annoying human ever. Like he's just—I can't wait till we're up like ten at half, and he's crying to the sideline reporter. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, look at you guys. Derek's been here 12 years. Um, Dave McCormick been here three. Mitch Lightfoot been here 13. I, I'm dealing with freshmen, Holly. BJ I'm Boston's – this is his third game. <laughs> and then he's playing against a top-five team. Against the best defender in the country. And what do you want me to do? I, I've got Kentucky fans telling me, make the schedule hard. I've got other Kentucky fans telling me, don't play. I mean, what do you want me to do? They're young kids. What do you want from me? He, j- he can't accept losing. Like, it has to be an excuse. It's like Coach K. Yeah. Bill's the realist. I don't Coach care. K. Bill is the realist. He just tells it how it is, credits the other team. 
goes home. <laughs> just he's the man. Yep, I I don't doubt you there. But all right, boys, let's. You don't doubt me where? There's nothing to doubt. Anywhere. Uh, let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back to recap KU. Uh, hopefully, shit pumping Kentucky. So. Give it to me straight. Walking down the streets when I see the finest queen. Now I ain't gonna lie, I am learning everything, 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 everything. I gathered my composure, I said hello, hello. Would you really like to meet you? Could I walk it over to where you're going to? She said things in short. I said, oh, I ain't bo. He called him on the phone. She will never call you back. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? 
Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.